0: All right. Hello, and welcome to the Overcome Yourself podcast. As you know, I'm Nicole, and I'm super excited to be here today with Cece. Yay! So yay! Cece, um, what she does is really cool. Um, so you teach people how to write it out, right? Like you, um, I did a, a poem um, challenge, I guess, like a poetry challenge with you over a week. Yeah. And I got to write a haiku, and there was like freestyle. Um, and so I want to learn all about you and, um, you know, your journey. You have such an incredible journey, CC. Um, and you know how you help women um, write to heal, right? That's what you do. We we write yeah. to heal, right? Okay, awesome. <laughs>
1: So yeah, exactly. take it
0: away. Hi how are you look at her in the back. She's like, who's oh. that
1: back there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. She just ate, so now she has all this energy. Um I didn't really plan the timing out very well, I guess. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, that's exactly what I do. I teach I teach people how to use the power of writing to find healing and self-love and self-belief and all those things, um, because writing is a really, really powerful tool for self-discovery. It grants us the gift of perspective, which you can't really get when you just have everything floating around in your brain, um, because it's just your perception of things. And then suddenly you write things down and they become concrete and real. And it's like you plucked them out of your brain and put them onto the page. And then suddenly they become something else uh, and you can let them go. And we do, I do so many different things. I teach like journaling and and poetry and storytelling and all of that. So people can share their stories if they want to. They can make art from terrible, like shitty situations that they've experienced um, in an effort to help other people uh, to recover from abuse, addiction, trauma, um, domestic violence, all those things, uh, which I've experienced as well. So I help other people like me so um, but I work with all people I, I tend to attract more women I suppose uh, <laughs> but if you identify as a human person who's a survivor of any of those things and you want to explore writing as a tool to heal then uh, I'm your Huckleberry
0: I love it
1: it's amazing <laughs> and it's so true um,
0: I love writing um, I wrote a book but that it was like a it's like a nonfiction book and so that's totally different cuz it was like based on research and you know like grammatically correct sentences but there's something so freeing about the creativity of like just being like write a haiku and i was like okay yeah. um you know and i realized i haven't written a haiku since like high school right like i mm. haven't just taken the time to sit down and be like okay let me write this out um so yeah. that was really cool you know and um and you do you get to see things from a different and you know where would we be um, without, without the art that comes from those like, really hard situations right like some of the best art music and paintings and statues and 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 poetry and insights just so many things that come from so we have to use you know those situations that really sucked <laughs> yeah. um, you know like um, like abusive uh, relationships and things and help other people with something beautiful we have to create something beautiful. Um, so I love that. So can you talk to me a little bit about that journey, um, of how you overcame, how you overcame yourself? Um, cause I've seen some of your story, um, and like what you've been through is, is tough, man. Um, and so how did you
1: get from there to here? <laughs> well, I, I am a collector of life experiences, um, and not all have been, uh, you know, categorically positive say that. Uh, <laughs> but um, I, I mean, my, my dad was an abusive alcoholic. Uh, my parents divorced when I was like 12-ish. And then my mom got sick with a terminal illness. Four years later, she died. In between those things, my uncle passed away. Um, she got married and had a surprise baby. <laughs> like um so many things happened uh I got into an abusive relationship with a guy who was quite a bit older than me and was trapped in that relationship for almost seven years um, and almost lost my life um I found addiction as well. I just emulated what I learned from my dad and started drinking when I was like 14 years old and continued to do that for over a decade until I found sobriety. Saw these things that had happened and all of these things that I had used to cope, which were uh, not positive. They were all detrimental things like addiction or self-harm or eating disorders and all of these things because it was just about what I could control and what could I do to make myself feel better right now, right now. <laughs> uh, and never learning how to process my emotions and what was going on with me and what had happened to me and and how I really felt. Certainly, like I couldn't express them. I could barely even recognize what I was feeling and what the name of where it was. Like I had no idea. Uh, so when I finally was able to achieve any sort of sobriety, Uh, I did not know who I was (laughs) and I did not know what all of these feelings were that I was feeling all at once because what happens when you uh, abuse uh, drugs or whatever substances, um, alcohol, whatever, as a way to deal with life, you don't deal with it, Um, but it doesn't go away. It's still hanging out. So as soon as you stop, then you get to feel all those feelings all at once. Yay for you. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So everything is so completely ridiculously overwhelming. And I didn't know how to get it out of me because I didn't even know what was going on. But throughout my life, I've always written because whether there was somebody there that I could speak to that would listen to me or understand me or not whether I was able to express myself properly or not, I always had a piece of paper and a pen. I always had a journal and a pen. I've been like writing in journals since I was like 11 years old. I still have them. Yeah. All of them. (laughs) (laughs) And some of them are a little bit sad to go back and read. But, you know, I love little Cece and that person. And and it reminds us of how far we've come as well, which is another reason why writing is so good because we can measure um, our progress, which sometimes we tend to Uh, Maybe overlook. So uh, when I finally was able to maintain sobriety and was trying to sort of like figure out who I was and what was going on in my brain, I just turned back to writing because it was what I had always known. It was what was always there. Uh, and it allowed me to try to explore that part of myself without fear of judgment or retribution or anything like that. I could just be totally honest, me in my journal, <laughs> and write down whatever I thought. And it wasn't forever. It was just for a time. It was whatever I felt for that moment. And it was able. it enabled me to get it out of myself. My dog is barking. and figure out who I was and I continued to do that through I did 12-step recovery and I now have almost six years of sobriety and for the past uh, year I've run my community for other survivors helping them to do the same thing and they have achieved some incredible things Um, (laughs) and it just you know it all is just a tribute to the incredible power of just like writing shit down
0: (laughs) Yes.
1: And, um,
0: one thing that sticks out to me is, um, you know, I've gone to therapy for a long, long time. (laughs) Um, you know, since I was like a teenager Mm -hmm. and they tell you to find something else to do with your time, find something constructive journal, go play basketball, do something. Right. But then you leave the office and then you're kind of on your own. until the next time you go there and then you sit down to write and you're like, what uh what what am I supposed to write about what (laughs) so I love the fact that you have this community um that is like a it's a support system right and it lets you explore yourself in a new way and it helps you do what like you know your doctors are telling you to do (laughs) yeah Um, in a way that can be done right Mm -hmm. um Because, you know, like even when you were in school and like if you had a topic to write about, okay, now you know what to you know, you know where to go. But like when they were like, okay, write about whatever you want. You're like, there's so many things like where do I even start? And so I love Mm. that it's kind of like organized and it helps you it helps you get started. Right. Because you you have something to start with. Right.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Because, yeah, people know how powerful writing is. There's been several studies on it. Um, like even how it improves like your physical health. There's been several studies throughout, throughout many decades all over the world. <laughs> and they've all found that like writing about your like difficult situations that have happened in your life or even like 15 to 20 minutes a day has like a, a vast improvement on your health. So people know this and they're like, you should, you should write. And you're like, cool. Uh, and then that's all. <laughs> so, it's like, what do I do with that? And people think of a journaling practice as like, it has to look like this very Pinteresty thing where you get up with the sunrise with your cup of tea or, or coffee and you write and everything is calm and beautiful and you sit and you look out your window and it's like, you know, it's just not attainable and not achievable. And so people try to do that and then they can't maintain it. And so then they just feel worse and then they don't do it at all because they feel like they failed at it. And that's literally like the opposite of the point. (laughs) So, So yeah, what I do is sort of like provide that space and that sounding board. And the thing is, is what I've noticed with every single person that whether I've worked with them or we've just known each other through recovery or just through life or business or whatever it is, is that people who have been through shit um, helping other people is an integral part of their healing process. So having a place where you can say, Hey, I'm going through this. And somebody can say, Hey, me too. I did this. Even if you're still in the shit at the moment, (laughs) you're in it together and you can still sort of like hold each other's hands and help each other and walk your way out of it. Um, And that, is so powerful as well, that dynamic, so.
0: I love that, that is awesome, so um, talk to me a little bit more about your free resources, so um, we can get in touch with you with your group, right, so can you tell me a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so the, the free group that I run is just for, like, just for all the humans um obviously i have my like private community or whatever where i do all the things and have all the speakers and run the workshops and all the stuff um but yeah i run my free group as well which is almost like 300 people strong now which is very exciting um, yeah, thank you <laughs> and yeah we just vibe and talk about stuff and i ask questions and people can give their responses and sometimes it's just silly things like what zodiac sign are you? Guess mine. Nah. Uh, <laughs> and then it's some more things like how you feel about boundaries, my dude. And then we can talk about that. And we talk about gaslighting and acceptance and addiction and trauma and all sorts of different things. And it's just a place where like people can just go and be like, these are my people in here.
0: And I want to just mention something um, because those are all really tough topics. (laughs) Um, Yes. I think that the most important part of your group is you have just such an incredible way of sticking to the positives. And, um, and so I just want to, I just want to mention that, that it's not like this Debbie downer, like, let's talk about gaslighting and tell me about the last time you got li- gaslighted and <laughs> it's not like that. Um, <laughs> um so I, I just want to say that I totally appreciate that. And so you make it so that it's not traumatizing to be in your group either. Um, uh, but we still yeah. attack hard stuff, you know?
1: Totally. There's a way to do it. I hate being in groups that like you get re-traumatized. I have complex PTSD and I'm in this support group and they're like, so what gave you your PTSD? (laughs) And I'm like, fuck off. What kind of question is that? That's like, that's why would you even ask people that? You know, that's not the point the the point is not like, let's sit in it together. I mean, sometimes you do have to sit in it like and acknowledge where you are. I'm not like toxically positive. I don't really buy into all of that stuff either. But there's a way to talk about these things and and to address these things. And you know, we can laugh about stuff and and we can also cry about stuff. But it doesn't have to be so serious all the time. <laughs> I get sick of it.
0: I love it. Um, Thank you. Now you. You mentioned in your notes um, that you started your business as an immigrant in the UK, and mm. um, I think that's kind of cool. Can you talk to me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, so I am originally a Carolina girl, um, very Southern, very proud to be Southern, uh, and I have lived in the Northeast of England for over four years. Cool. <laughs> it is, it's very different. It's very different. <laughs> Uh, so, and obviously I moved over here and I knew, you know, like a handful of people at the most. So it was a matter of kind of trying to figure out where I fit in and what I wanted to do. And I got like a regular ass job and all of that, but, um, it just didn't really work out. It didn't really work out. I have like chronic pain and other stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to embark and like do this on my own, go CC go. Um, And I started a financial services business, which I still run. I've had it for three years. Um, So I help people with like uh, wills and LPAs and you do as well. Yeah. (laughs) I have my financial
0: licenses too. Yeah, that's so
1: funny. I love it. (laughs) It's like the duality. It's like, you have to have, I have to have my like, business lady uh, and then I have to have my like creative
0: yes exactly it couldn't be Mm -hmm. all like that was too like square for me I guess like it was too you know like I needed I needed Mm -hmm. (laughs) oh (laughs) my god that's so
1: funny okay okay that it yeah oh my god I love that um (laughs) so yeah it was very much the same for me that I started I started my financial services business I love being self-employed um obviously I was able to like sort of design everything myself and it's all very like purple and crowns and, you know, luxury. And, and I really like it. Um, but I, I wanted to do something else and I was like, you know what, if I could do this, then surely I can do it again. Um, and especially like, you know, online. So that's when I made my community, but it was difficult to, to start something (laughs) knowing no one. But the thing is, is that it sort of like it lit the fire and it was like, well, if you don't put yourself out there, then this is never going to work because you have to put yourself out there and you have to go meet people and you have to just like be who you are <laughs> and make friends. So I joined the Chamber of Commerce and I joined the Federation of Small Businesses and I went to loads of networking events. And I didn't even necessarily network for leads because I just wanted to make friends. Yeah. And and that came across, you know, it was like, oh, she's not here trying to get my business. She's telling me about the, the turtle that lived in her grandparents' backyard when she was seven. Yeah. Like, she's just trying to be my friend, <laughs> <laughs> I, which actually I, happened.
0: <laughs> that's so cool. And, you know, I think that you said something that's so key in there. Um, being who you are. And when you're coming out of, of self-harm, when you're coming out of addiction, when you're coming out of, like, depressive episodes, when you're coming out of being in survival mode for so long, um, that's a really hard question to answer. Like, who am I? Um, hmm. And do, did you find kind of like that there was a journey to rediscovering Cece, um when those you know, when you finally came out of that and how, how did writing play a part in that in helping you remember who you are? And I'm, I'm talking from experience too, because I remember, um, I remember that happened to me, you know, and I'm like, okay, so if I'm not a sad person, who am I? What do I want to be happy? Yeah. How do I do that? Um, you know, who am I? What do I like? You know, <laughs> um, so can yeah. you talk to me a little bit about that and how that all kind of, you know, came together with everything that else that we've been talking about?
1: yeah totally I mean I think like the business wise the thing about that was I was like I'm in financial services and I am an estate planner and I talk to people about death all day um but (laughs) which you know I enjoy so I don't know what that says about me but whatever um and I felt like I had to fit this mold I would never take my um like blazer off because I have tattoos I had like a septum piercing that I could like tuck tuck up into my nose when I went to these events and stuff like that and I very much played the part of like who I thought I was supposed to be in business and then uh, that just didn't work for me anymore and I was like what it yeah it's really tiring and it just felt like it was just so bored I was just bored you know I was like I don't want to be this person and when I would I would see other people at these events and I'd be like, oh, she has colorful hair or he's just like really smart or whatever. And I would be attracted to these different people. And I'm like, surely me standing here in this blazer and never getting out my like super cool, colorful, like rainbow tattoos is like not doing me any favors. Um, And I just stepped into who I was and everything took off from there. Um, And it's very similar to what happened in my life personally as well because it was very much an exploration of who do I want to be around, like, who am I sort of attracted to in, in the way that I want to spend time with them, that they're interesting to me, uh, rediscovering the things that I like to do before I, I fell into active addiction, and then trying out new and different things to figure out what I liked now, because I was 14 when I started, and I was like 24, 25 when I stopped, so I was a different person. I, I had to sort of figure it out and it was the same kind of principle. It was trying on different things, you know, what did I like? Let, let me try camping. Let me do this like hiking thing. Let me do whatever. Um, and, and writing about how I really felt about things was helpful for me to, to do that as well. And then speaking to other people who were kind of in the same situation, but over time you just become yourself it just happens if if you're doing the work um then eventually the real you will just start to shine through and and you just have to notice it and lean into it like you are who you are that person will show up for you (laughs) sometimes
0: i'll be doing stuff and then i'd be like why am i doing this again like in something that's a habit, like, wait a second, you know what, I don't, I don't need to do this anymore. Whatever, you know, little things, whatever it was, like, am I drinking another soda? Like, for real? Why don't I just get a water, you know, and then like little changes like that Um, kind of just started, you know, because you just start asking yourself different questions, you know, and sometimes you start taking a look at the habits that you have, and you're like, why do i do this again oh because mm-hmm. this i've just been doing this for so long and i hadn't even thought about it i don't really need to do it you know um yeah. so i think that's i think that's a big deal i love that um and i totally agree like the the you that you are starts starts coming out like it's not a for a really long time i thought like self-improvement would be like this moment like this one moment <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like in a movie or something and then like lightning would strike and then, Mm. and then all of a sudden everything would be different. And then one day I I, like, you know, you, you think about it and you realize, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Like life doesn't happen like that. You know, self-improvement is like a process. Mm -hmm. It's like this daily thing with the little habits and, and you know, it's, it's the small stuff. And then all of a sudden one day, boom, like I suddenly am a person who likes working out. I didn't know that Mm. could happen. I didn't know that one day I would suddenly like, I hated working out when I was little, you know? And then now all of a sudden I'm like, I can't wait to go to the gym. I'm like, who is this person? Where did she come from? Mm. (laughs) You know? Um, And so it's like little things, little things like that, that just start happening and you just start becoming the best version of you. And you're like, was she in here this whole time? Like, oh, why didn't Mm. I do this sooner?
1: (laughs) I know. And she was, but, but it is like super incremental And eventually, and this is why I talk about measuring your progress and looking back at where you've come, because when you're making these teensy little baby steps every day, it doesn't feel like you're doing very much. And suddenly you turn around and you look behind you and you're like, who is, who is that person? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one thing that I've heard is like, if you're always looking at the horizon, like you're always measuring your progress by the horizon, like you're never going to make it because the horizon, you know, so, um, learning to learning to appreciate the things that you do, learning to give myself credit for drinking water. Like, even if it was one cup of water, when I started, you know, being like, you did it, you drank a cup of water, like you, Mm -hmm. you did it. It's not like, yeah, but it's just one cup. No, no, you set a goal of drinking one cup and you freaking did it. Like, congratulations. you got to appreciate it, you know? And it's just, it's perspective, man. It's little things and learning to see them. So that, Absolutely. I think that's a big goal. Um, Yeah. Tell me your website. Tell me your, your group. Tell me all of that stuff. How can we get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, let's be internet friends. So I'm um, CC Reagan everywhere. C-I-C-I-R-E-A-G-A-N, like CC's Pizza. And then the president. So if, if you love it, I like saying that to other Americans because, you know, they, they know I, if I say CC's pizza over here to people in the UK, they're like, what? Um, so I can't, I can't do my joke. So I took the opportunity to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it.
1: Totally got it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like CC at CC Reagan on all social media. Um, and then my group, my free group is called uh, right to heal, helping survivors unearth their inner warrior.
0: Love it. Links will be definitely in the notes. Um, and then do you have any like last minute advice, last minute tidbits, like your words of wisdom that you want to leave us with?
1: Yeah, I yeah, if you're looking to get into like writing or journaling or anything like that, and you want a place to start, I think a great place to start is just with, uh, with practicing gratitude, and then celebrating your accomplishments. It's very very yes. easy oh yes.
0: my gosh that's so cool that's what I always say oh yes so excited. that's where
1: I say so, yes. exactly yeah so in the morning write down three things that you're grateful for try to be specific and use your senses because it makes things feel more real so instead of like I'm grateful for my dog I'm grateful for my house try to be specific come up with instances or or whatever engage your senses and then at the end of the day celebrate yourself and write down three things that you did well even if those three things were I managed to drag my ass out of bed <laughs> I brushed my teeth and I changed into different pajamas those are wins absolutely yeah. <laughs> that's all I- love it I love
0: it yeah no and it's just such a it's so cool to hear you say that because I was like I tell people that and then like you're like an expert and you tell people that so I am onto something here yeah you're doing the (laughs) right stuff girl yay thank you so much Cece oh my god this has been so much fun um I'll definitely see you in your group and I guess we'll see our listeners in the group too um and um all right cool so thank you so much for being here and um I'll see you online. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much.